All right, as a kid, I used to love when my parents would sit down and play a game with us or do any activity. And right here in our hands, we have the KiwiCo box, which is the activity of all activities for young kids. The colorful chemistry set, to be specific. So with Drew and Jet and Bear, we try to have really intentional playtime. And that's hard because they're all different ages and kind of in different developmental kind of phases of life. I love with KiwiCo that each month we get boxes specific to their ages and kind of like the activity development phase that they're in. So each box, this one's the colorful chemistry set. Um, this has to do with science, but especially with Bear, it can be really hard with a four month old to know like how to interact with him where he needs to be at four months old. And I love in these crates, they actually have cards that say, here are activities or things you can do specific to Bear that will help him identify colors or whatever it is. I love KiwiCo. There's always something new for kids to discover, like learning about the science of ice cream, engineering robots, or doing science experiments, which our kids have loved yes. recently. Sean is currently holding, as she said, the Colorful Chemistry Kit, which has provided hours of entertainment for our kids. They look forward to their new crate every month, and this one kept him really engaged. We got to experiment with mixing oil and water, mixing different colors, and watching how different things react. It was so fun. We basically created our own little chemistry lab with the kids, and we could feel their excitement when they got to play around and mix things together. Plus, it barely made a mess, so it was really quick to clean up and to use again another day. It can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children engaged, challenged, and off their screens, but KiwiCo does the work for you, so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. Redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month of any crate at KiwiCo.com when you use code COUPLE. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com, promo code COUPLE. We're getting some comments about the title of this uh, live stream, which is Are We Still Together? <laughs> we will address that later, but there's a reason we named it this. Yes. Uh, so We're not going to clickbait that. Yes, we are obvious, obviously yeah, still together. But why do we name it that? We'll address later. And I think we're live. What's up, everybody? We did it. Okay. <laughs> are we going to do that? Are you sure? Yeah. And can maybe. we get can we get verification? Can we get verification here? Hey, okay, we got okay. Tay we got Shelby Schroeder, we got uh, Peggy Berger, Great. Natalie Stone. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things with Sean and Andrew. Podcast all about couples and the things they go through. Today we have a new one. We're trying something new. It is hot topics. We are going through what's in the news, some random topics of conversation, some random headlines about us. Some some questions to spark conversation and then a lightning round at the end. I'm really excited. Me too. When we first started the show, a couple of things, we envisioned something that addressed current events. Yeah. We left the name kind of ambiguous to talk about, yes, couples, but also a couple other things. Exactly. Too. So here we are. Before we roll into it, though, if you haven't yet, please uh, subscribe to the show. Give it a rating. Or if you're on YouTube right now, hit that thumbs up on YouTube. And um, yeah, we love hearing your feedback. Love hearing your questions, ideas for shows. We love it all. So, okay, let's start. Babe, I have a headline for you. Someone made the news the other day. Okay. Your girl. Whoa. Who? <laughs> Who's your girl? I don't know. I'm freaked out. <laughs> Blake Lively. What? Blake Lively directed Taylor Swift's Your Other Girls new music video. Okay. Did you know that? And thoughts? How'd she do? I think she did a great job, but it was like your world's colliding. 
I just thought you needed to know. To know just this. because Taylor, you're solid. You're saying that Taylor Swift is also my. Yeah, you're a Swifty for sure. I am 100 percent Taylor Swift fan. By the way, is it her Swift Taylor's or Bieber? Version? Choose what? Swift or Bieber. Oh dang! Don't put me in this position, babe. I'm a hundred percent Biebs. <laughs> I'm a believer. Here's I love Taylor Swift because of how she's evolved over time. How amazing is it that she started with country music and now she's like this worldwide pop star? I did hear someone say the other day that Taylor Swift is the Beatles of our generation, which is huge. Interesting. Okay. Uh, that feels like it's maybe too generous, but I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. not. Um, so just to give you a little background information, Sean and I, in our asking my wife and husband mm -hmm. juicy questions, YouTube videos, we did talk about our celebrity crushes and it just turns out that our celebrity crushes are married to each other. Yeah. Which could so, be our dream is to have them on this show, Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. Um, are you guys listening to this? Could be the very most awkward situation we've ever been a part of, or it could be the best. We don't know. Here, give your... 30 second elevator pitch on uh, why Blake and, and Ryan should join our show. Go ahead. Because we love you. Okay. Actually, I'm I will not say convinced. this. They have such a lighthearted from, from the, the public's perspective. I feel like they have such a lighthearted, fun relationship where they can make fun of each other in a very cute way. Mm. And they live in the limelight and they seem to have, part of that figured out and i think it would be awesome to talk about i agree with you yeah so blake and ryan uh <laughs> as you're listening to this episode because i'm sure you are just go ahead and drop us a line down below um and also you others listening please if you have questions we're going to address them so make sure you, you okay also up. in the news something i really 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 want to talk about is adele adele is hitting the scene hard first did you see the proposal that happened during her concert I saw you watching it and I saw you almost crying. It was incredible. You're so happy. It was incredible. And just the way that she celebrated them and it was like their moment was so beautiful. But what I would like to talk about is all of the, is it flack or slack? I asked wow. you this the other day. I think both work. Okay. All of the f slack. Um, she's been getting about her weight loss. Have you seen this? This definitely triggers me because of everything I've gone through. But people gave her such a hard time for her weight prior to her weight loss, saying that she was unhealthy and she was overweight. And now people are actually giving her such a hard time for losing a drastic amount of weight, saying she looked better the other way, or they're saying she lost too much weight or she looks unhealthy. And you know what? I'm sick of it. Mm. I think it's terrible. Why? Because one, don't criticize other people's looks. Don't. Like, it's not in your place. You don't know what she's going through. If she's perfectly happy, let her be it, you know? It's just not in your place to say she is too much or not enough of whatever. And then, two, it just goes to show that, like, you can never, ever, ever please anybody. Mm. Ever. To be honest with you, I feel like you have a unique insight into what you just said about not being able to please everybody because you've been in the public eye for so long having turned professional in gymnastics at age 12, you've been doing that thing of trying to please everybody mm -hmm. for 18 years now, almost babe. Yeah. Think about that. That's your I whole know. life. I know. So that's unique insight and wisdom, but hold on. Don't you're not moving. No, on no past I have this. another thought about Adele. Okay. Because another thing she's getting f slack for is 
<clears throat> the fact that she said, I was trying to pull up the quote, but she basically said um, that being a, a, a role model or being um, a body image role model for people is not her job. And people are giving her a hard time for that, saying because she lost so much weight, she's putting an emphasis on body and her image. And that's, you know, making people feel bad or feel good or feel pressured to look a certain way. And she ended up saying, you know what? That is not my job. It is not my job to make someone feel good or bad about their body. Like that's their job. And I agree with that. Mm. It was her choice to do it. She did, which was lose weight in whatever shape or way she did. And if that affects someone else, that's like, they need to work on that. That's not on Adele. Here's just my general thoughts on this uh, in general is that people spend too much time thinking about unimportant things. Yeah. And that's just like a, a very broad statement, but like Adele's body in any degree, in any condition yeah. is not my concern. If I'm thinking about Adele's body, I'm thinking about the wrong things. <laughs> I should, I should rephrase that. Yeah. But you get the point. Like there's kids, there's people out there who have kids and are too concerned with the yeah. body. It's like, no, you should be concerned about, you know, the important things in your life. I want to challenge everybody though, following the Adele story. And if they truly have an opinion on this weight loss journey, which you shouldn't, um, is to say, you know what? She's absolutely stunning. No matter what, we all should look completely different from each other because God made us that way. And good for her. Good for her. Good for her. <laughs> I hope she's happy. We're getting some comments about the title of this uh, live stream, which is, Are We Still Together? <laughs> we will address that later, but there's a reason we named it this. Yes. Uh, so We're not going to clickbait that. Yes, we are obvious, obviously yeah, still 100%. together. But why do we name it that? We'll address later. How about that? Okay. Um, <laughs> next up is Squid Games. Who's watched it? We did. I'm not going to lie. It came out. I heard about the concept. I heard it's gory. I was like, I don't have time for this. I don't want to watch it. Uh, I feel like we get to watch... Maybe, I don't know, two show, like two half hour shows a week. Yeah. So I'm not trying to watch something bloody gory or horrific. Right. Yeah. But then someone was like, no, it's actually pretty interesting. Give it a try. And I was impressed by, um, first of all, it is gory. It is very gory. Uh, so buy or beware. But second of all, it actually does touch on some pretty interesting topics yeah. uh, that are beyond just what the, the, the series itself is about, right? Like I found it very profound myself when, uh, it's like, it's all about this guy who's in debt and he's obsessed with trying to get money. And then he starts playing this game. And, um, <clears throat> he at one point says, Oh, I forgot about the money. Yeah. Just to show like, it, it was like a perspective change of man. It's, it's not about money. And well, and you kind of lose faith in humanity during the show, but you also see glimpses of humanity, how these people, you know, are so in debt and they're doing these horrific things to get out of debt. And then every, they, it like gets to such a place where they're like, you know what? No, we're human beings. Mm -hmm. Like this isn't, this isn't fair. Anyways, if your kids are watching it and you don't know, let's fix that. Kids should not be watching that show. Yes. Ever. I actually read an article from a psychologist saying children should not watch that show because of so many different reasons. A lot of different reasons. So many reasons. <laughs> um, 
But, I will say though, we did enjoy it, which makes us probably terrible human beings. Yeah, I mean, there's but, themes of like class and quality capitalism. We don't need to get too deep, but I will say in in our in in our industry, uh, I, I feel like we partially watched it because it's this massive trend on YouTube is Squid Game everything. Yeah. So by the way, tune in if you think this is a good idea, or let us know. Should we do a Squid Game gymnastics video? Wow. Where we get maybe 10 to 20 people in a gym and do variations. Let us, I think that'd be a fun video. Okay. But. Next current hot topic. This is very controversial, Andrew. Okay. When do you start decorating for Christmas? You know what? I'm for the earlier, the now. better, probably after Halloween, but the earlier, the, the day better. after Halloween. Yeah. Yes. I'm here. I'm here for it. I, I, we, I was raised in a family where like, we always decorated the day after Thanksgiving. It was like the day after Thanksgiving, we got our tree, we put our decorations up. Now, I don't that know what so it late. is. It's the day after Halloween. <laughs> it has to be. Yeah. I might not put like all of like the super Christmassy stuff out, but I'm decorating. My lights are going up. My tree's going up. Yes. Here, here's my dark horse opinion. I actually just had this thought. We should decorate for Christmas the day of uh, daylight savings. When it starts getting dark early, I feel like the lights are uh, a good addition. Very I'm, specific. I'm a sucker for lights. We already have ours up. Super pumped about that. Drew has a Christmas tree, like a little light up Christmas tree in her room. Jet already has one in his room. Ours is not up yet, but I'm excited for it. By the way, sorry for the sniffles, guys. Yeah. This is, it happens this time of year all like all the time, <laughs> every year. I'm allergic to like all the mold outside. So like as soon as it changes seasons, I'm like Niagara Falls. Hold on a couple of things. Uh, Jay Snow says you should decorate on November 1st. Lauren says after Thanksgiving. Scrump says now. Emerald, I like this take, says whenever you want. Exactly. Just decorate whenever you want, whatever you want. If you Life's want lights motto, up. For yeah. real though. If you want to put lights up all year, honestly, I'm okay with that. I agree. Okay. The eggnog latte at Starbucks is being discontinued. All right. This one hits home. Evidently, everybody's up in arms about this. Here's the thing. I didn't know it existed. <clears throat> I I love eggnog. As, yeah. As, we did a whole eggnog taste test. First of all, you backed out like halfway through it. I, I did a whole eggnog taste test. I hate eggnog. Eggnog is near and dear to my heart. I feel like it's a major bonding thing between my brother Guy and I. <laughs> okay. And I feel like I've garnered this really eggnog loving community on Instagram too. I need to so specify now it's gone. this though. What? Between you and Guy, is it an eggnog obsession or is it a horchata obsession? There, there's a lot of overlap there to be honest. I feel like, I feel like horchata is eggnog light. <laughs> it's pretty, <laughs> that is rough. What? If horchata <laughs> is a light Hold version on, describe, of eggnog. Describe horchata for horchata people who might not have. is, you know, cinnamon toast crunch. You know, when yes. you have a bowl of cinnamon toast crunch, and you eat all the cereal and the milk is left, that is horchata. So my brother lives in Tijuana, Mexico. He's a full-time missionary. So we have horchata, not often enough, but whenever we're down there. Whenever we're we in Tijuana. Um, but anyway, eggnog is like definitely, I mean, I'm not going to call it healthy. If you blend horchata with mayonnaise. Here's a, I was just about to say this. That is eggnog. Is the community that likes mayonnaise, which is me, the same type of, person who likes eggnog it's like it's that like creaminess slimy smoothie oh i love it so much but here cassie says eggnog is gross yeah uh, ellen says eggnog is gross scrumps is an eggnog lover though it's interesting it's like i wonder if it's genetic 
Here's what I do know is genetic. genetic. No, no, no. Cilantro. I know there are some genetic tastes which are licorice. Um, really? And I think cilantro goes hand in hand with licorice that. Licorice makes Don't me quote want me on that, want. though. Don't quote me on that. Don't cite me in your in your bibliographies. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm just All the haters <laughs> are coming in hard. Um, okay, another one. YouTube is removing the dislike count on all videos across its platform. Its platform. Interesting. Um... Interesting. I'm torn on it. I do think that uh, obviously mental health and social media go hand in hand. Social media can affect mental health as discovered by the Facebook study. Yeah. Did you see that? Um, but I also feel like, I mean, maybe they should just rename it and not call it a dislike. Like that's kind of aggressive. But if you're like, but isn't it, don't want to see this again. What if they, what if that, like that was what it was Yeah, called? but let don't me, show me again. let me say this. So, analytics algorithms are a whole part of social media if you just don't want to watch it click out of it and you if you click out of it sooner than another video you're probably not going to be served it again so so you think if you don't like it stop watching so you're saying you don't need it's to fine actually that taking, act- it's fine that they're taking it off because there's so many other analytics they have on us already. absolutely and if you don't like it you don't actively have to put someone down i will say i mean we've published a youtube video or two in our day and anytime there's like a mass proportion of dislikes, you're like, especially in our genre of content, which is mostly about us, we're like, dang, I guess that's a direct correlation that we might not be liked. Exactly. But, then, but honestly, then that's just bad. Uh, that's a bad judgment on my fault because like we shouldn't, our self worth shouldn't be from the. I like know, button. but I also think there is. I guess this can cross over into everyday life of. If you want to give a compliment, give a compliment. But if you want to say something poor, you probably just shouldn't say anything. I, we're talking I about agree the internet, about like babe. constructive That's criticism. We're talking about the internet. This is the place of free speech on like roids. I agree. I also don't want to like take away our freedoms. But I also think a dislike button, it's not like a this doesn't serve me button. It's a I don't like it. What is that phrase, this doesn't serve me? I don't know. I've heard that so many times. <laughs> I don't like it, actually. It. <laughs> what is it about me being served? This is not and being... <laughs> if it doesn't serve me, I don't know. I'm it's not like, being... It sounds very... I think the only time I'd ever say this doesn't serve me is if I'm talking about a, a waiter at a restaurant. That's it. This doesn't serve me. Like <laughs> That probably doesn't sound good. And you probably should not say that. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's take a quick okay. break. We're, we're going to talk about the sexiest man alive. But first, where were we? Sexiest man alive? We were. Wow. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. I'm... Wow. You better be honest here and also graceful. He's a handsome man, <laughs> but he's not my cup of tea. How do they choose the sexiest man alive, though? Babe, what is it? You're the sexiest man alive. Thank you very much. That's, exa- that's all I needed to hear. We can talk ever, about that. Ever, ever, and ever. Amen. No, I think they choose the sexiest man alive based off multiple factors. Like, it's almost like this cultural uh, embodiment of what happened that year, I feel like. Okay. Is that too deep? Am I, am I going too deep with it? Maybe. I think the only, like, sexiest man alive I remember was George Clooney. And that was, like, a big deal because everybody loves George Clooney, who's still not my cup of tea. Um, what? I just don't get George it. Clooney is my cup of tea. And he's not yours? Was that, I should, this is a live show, so. Interesting. This, <laughs> okay. Okay, anyway. Um, are we just couple moving? Of, we're just moving on. Okay. A couple of questions to think about. Okay. 
Is it okay to watch The Bachelor with your spouse? Yeah, hundred percent. Well, I mean, what do you do? Like, it depends on what you're doing. <laughs> I I don't know. What would you I'm, be doing? I'm confused. <laughs> I guess it's like the question of, like, if we're watching The Bachelor and there's all these women coming out of like the limousine and we're like judging them, and you're like, yeah, she's hot or yeah, she's not. Is that okay? I mean, it's okay with us. First we of do all, it. I think there's a context to everything, and if your relationship is like. I feel like you and I have the right dialogue to be like, hey, Michelle's beautiful. Yeah. And I'm not like freaking drooling over her. It's an appropriate acknowledgement of <laughs> of like the symmetry that is beauty, right? Like it you is can funny. deal with that. Our like go-to when we watch The Bachelor or Bachelorette is if it's like all the girls coming out, we'll be like, yeah, or no, or yeah, which, oh, that just sounds terrible right now. It sounds very bad. What? We're like saying if we like them or not just based off of how they get out of the limo. It's, the, it's called the first impression for a reason. I know. But then I'll look at Andrew. I'll be like, is she wife material? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, great. And then we move on. <laughs> <laughs> the first impression is very interesting, just not on the show, but in general. I think about the pressure of like, if, if you have to ride or die based off your first impression, first of all, I'm not passing that test. My first impression, <laughs> what was my first impression with you? I showed up in like, these tight khaki pants. They were like my hiking shorts. I thought they were, they were my nicest pair of shorts and my nicest shirt, which was like some torn up button down. And I was like, this is all I got. And I'm pretty sure you walked back inside after you saw me. You know who you would be on the bachelor this past season. Help me out here. Lex, I need your help. Who is, who's the dad? George. Is it George? Greg. Is it Greg? No, that wasn't Greg. Is this a compliment? Let's just cut to the chase. Anyways, he came across just so sweet. And so nice. And you were like, aw, that'd be you. <laughs> um, okay. We're moving on to the lightning round. Okay. Okay. Are we right yeah, now? We're moving on. Okay. Let's hit it. We're like, we got a lot of stuff to get through. Okay. Babe, who was your first celebrity crush? Oh, I remember mine. Tyra Banks. Tyra Banks. Yeah. I'm Tyra throwing, Banks. I, I've not thought about the question until right now, but it was Tyra Banks. All righty. <laughs> mine was Billy Gilman. <laughs> I don't know who the guy with the deep voice. Yeah. The country singer. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What is he up to now? I had a poster of him in my bedroom. Wow. Uh, what's your most irrational fear? Okay. This was discussed uh, with a team the other day. For some reason it is like, imagine like a black backdrop with a glass cup of water, just perfectly still and silent. For some reason that freaks me out. <laughs> What? I don't know. I don't know. Someone, someone. <laughs> what? It's just the eeriness of the nothingness. Does okay. that make sense? So there, there's a window into my soul. Uh, what's yours? Mine. I don't know if it's irrational, but like at night when you're in your house and you look out the windows and it's pitch black. Nope. I don't look. I can't do it. You're, you're afraid of the dark kind of, huh? Yeah. I'm afraid to look out windows when it's pitch black because I'm afraid I'm going to be like seeing this. Someone's going to be like creeping in. Can I tell my bear story or should that wait? That should wait. This should wait. I have a story about a face-off with the bear, speaking of seeing things you don't want to see. Anyway, uh, we're not going to tell that today, I guess. What's the next one? One thing you've tried and you'll never do again. <clears throat> oh, interesting. Um, well, I know yours, I feel like. <laughs> Scuba diving. Oh, no, I'll do it again. You would? Ooh, maybe. That's great news. Yeah. I was going to say acting. Secret Life of the American Teenager. Has everybody seen this clip? <laughs> Please, no. 
Um, <laughs> let me find this clip. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paste it in the description. You can check it out. Yeah. But Sean was in The Secret Life of the American Teenager. And then she got roasted uh, 12 years later by a TikToker talking about how bad her acting skills were. It was bad. <laughs> anyway, um, what was one thing I would never do before? I showed up to the airport 25 minutes before my flight took off. Uh, I won't do that again. That was stressful. And I still made it, though. That's... That was a coming out to see me. Story. That was coming out to see me for the first time. And what's the most rebellious thing you did as what? a teenager? No, no. You know what? Something else I tried once and won't try again. Are we going? I, I hope this is applicable. I won't get married. I did it once, and it's. <laughs> what? That was supposed to be romantic. It didn't come across <laughs> that way. Hey, I'm one and done kind of guy. You yeah. Know? Am I making sense? Let's move on okay. to the next question. What is it? What's the most rebellious thing you did as a teenager? Didn't you like get arrested or something? Uh, I, I, I did have a speeding ticket or two. Um, okay. uh, no, I went to a Brad Paisley concert, my first ever concert, then stayed up later than I was supposed to. Wow. And we went and did like this midnight swimming session. And then I got home and my mom was, uh, midnight swimming actually session? the second, the second midnight thing is session? I have some stories gonna, from are high you school. Brush over that? I also buried a time capsule in the middle of our soccer field, North central Panthers. Go check it out. It's still there. You went swimming. <laughs> Go ahead. What's yours? <laughs> I snuck out of my friend's house. I was not brave enough to sneak out of my own house, but I snuck out once. Is that right? Yeah. And got a speeding ticket. And that same night? No. Oh, I was about to say. No. Jeez. Um, it's about it. I had okay. a pretty boring high school teenage years. Let's see. Kristen Capo Bianco asks Is there anything you can't do, Sean? Yeah. Is there anything you can't do? A lot. Really? I can't throw a ball. That's true. <laughs> I can throw a football. True. I can throw a football. I cannot throw a baseball. You can throw a football very short distances, but yes. Excuse me. Sorry. No shade. No shade. What's the next question? Nothing. We're going to headlines. Yes. Okay. Here's what we want to do. I heard this segment on BFFs, which is like a Josh Richards and Dave Portnoy. If you don't know who they are, I won't explain who they are, but they read headlines about themselves and then address how true they are or not. So you ready to go through them? Okay. Sean Johnson East says she was first terrified of pregnancy because of past eating disorder. Uh, true. Absolutely true. I was really scared that all the work I had done over the years to like get past an eating disorder was going to come back. Would you use this language though? Like this seriousness, no, like the, the verb terrified is so aggressive. <laughs> absolutely. Not. I was hesitant and worried. One headline I want to talk about is that when um, you were trying to ship your breast milk back from the, the oh, gosh, yeah. TSA, yeah. the headlines were like, you were essentially like in this terrible position and you had gotten taken advantage of and you were like scarred from it. No, not necessarily the truth no. here. So just for you out there and we're so thankful for you listening because i feel like you kind of know that we're not like about the drama it's not about that yeah. the headlines typically use stronger yes. language they dial it up than, for sure than the than what reflects reality what the tsa how i felt is i felt sad as a mom because i was trying to do my best for my babies and I was having a really hard time doing that and it made me sad for moms and I was met with someone who kind of used a power trip. So it wasn't like super, super dramatic. It just was a rough day. Okay. I'm glad we addressed that. Yeah. What's the next one? Um, 
Sean Johnson East recalls massive meltdown after becoming a mom of two in her rough transition. <laughs> massive meltdown. Okay. I don't recall a massive meltdown. Okay. Um, rough transition. I think the only thing rough transition wise was the RSV that Drew got when we got home. But other than that, no, that's definitely dialed up there. Here's uh, sorry. One more thought about this. The strong language also f- frames the conversation that we have about it, right? So, like, now your first reference point is, like, traumatic situation. Yeah. That, that word. It's like trauma. It's like, can we just mellow it out a little bit? And yeah. Be like, hey, this was not ideal. Wasn't. Anyway, go ahead. I'm oh, my th- gosh. Do the next one. Okay. I am, by the way, pasting uh, Sean's Secret Life American Teenager in the YouTube description. So, you're welcome in advance. Go check that out. Uh, the next one. Sean Johnson East. Says she told her nutritionist she was pregnant before telling her husband. Babe, what the heck? I hate Dramatic. it when you do that. Dramatic. Uh, yeah, I did. Because I didn't see my husband for a week after I found out. And I was really OCD about making sure I was doing everything right for my baby. Mm. Before I got to tell you. And I wasn't going to tell him over the phone. So Here's how I feel. Um you know what? I trust you, and you can tell me when you feel like the right time is right. That's how I feel about that. So, other do you want to go through all of these? Let's just go. Let's do like three more, and then we'll hit some comments because we got the the chat box is blowing up. So. Oh my gosh! Sean Johnson reveals why winning the Olympic gold yes. medal was probably one of the worst things. Yes, tell me about this because I read that. I was like, she they thought took it that completely out of context. <laughs> so this whole article was about eating disorders and mental health and body image. And what I said that they took completely out of context was in regards to my eating disorder, winning the Olympic gold medal was probably one of the worst things that could happen for my eating disorder because it validated that everything that I was doing wrong actually worked. Does Mm. that make sense? Like it, it like justified future actions of yes. eating disorders because the performance exactly was there. So I had a terrible eating disorder and I took terrible care of my body and I was rewarded an Olympic gold medal for it. Now, different perspectives on that, obviously that I can make, I can turn into a healthy way. But within this conversation, I said that and they used it as the headline. Hey, before we go any further, we have 98 likes on this video right now on YouTube. Everybody, if we have, we have like, 3,000 people listening. So let's try to get to 1,000. Everyone just take a second. Just scroll down on your screen and hit the thumbs up. Yeah. And uh, get us to 1,000. Okay. Hold Last on. one. I do want to address... Um, actually, here's one. Okay. Are Andrew East and Sean Johnson still together? What even is this article? I don't know. But the answer is yes. Yeah. And I don't know where the title came from, but it is... Here's the thing. It's kind of funny having people write articles about you with nonsense. Yeah. Like, there's so much nonsense. I'm going to tell you guys, I don't mean to be disappointing. I don't know. That's not disappointing. It's actually very good. That's never been a question. Ever. Are we still together? Yep. As uh, as we learned through one of our past interviews on the show with Stephen Linda Zanaka, we know how the story ends, which is us still together and us still married. So yes. that's what we like about this. Um, I do want to address one Here's when I'm in favor of using strong language, when it's positive. Because one article we read was Yahoo, titled, those are my peeps. How Pregnant Sean Johnson Nabbed a Gold Medal Worthy Marriage. Mm. You know what? 
kudos to you, Yahoo. Appreciate yeah. that. I, w- well, I was just, I, it made me think of uh, this morning on, we did Tamron Hall this morning. Is that out yet? Yeah, it was live. It was fun. She seemed great. It was great. But I do think, I think they framed our setup of like, we hit rock bottom and then. And how they came back from it. And we were both looking at each other like, did we? <laughs> yeah, I don't, do you remember rock bottom? <laughs> were we there? Anyway, not, uh, hold on. Also, not to say that it's all sunshine and rainbows. Sometimes it is bleak around For here. Sure. But I just think the language that you use actually has yeah. a drastic impact on how you navigate through that situation. Yes. So just like try to use accurate, accurate words. Um, let's hit some comments now and then okay. we can, uh, and then we can wrap up. But. Uh, we have some tweets here. I would just, gosh, I don't know if we'll be able to get to them, but let's hit some comments. We have, um, first of all, August Vogman says, I love that we could go straight to the source and get the truth out of what happened. Um, if you have any questions, drop them in the, in the chat. Bianca Mendoza says, where's the link to the video he talked about? I can't find it. It should be. I just tried to upload it. Um, I updated the description box. It's below the modern fertility Enzo and, um, and links down there. Let's see. There actually is one comment that I do want to address. Okay. Let's talk about it. I want to respect it. Chrissy writes, Andrew and Sean, honestly, no hate, but I'm currently watching the new couple things. And I feel like I need to tell you, especially since it's mental health awareness month that you shouldn't use the terms crazy or insane to describe things anymore as it perpetuates mental health stigma. I really appreciate that. I do too. I do too. I mean, just off the coattails of what we we're just talking about Absolutely. using the right language. So thank you. And I will say too, if anybody ever has like constructive criticism like that, please tell us. I feel like the only way we can help out like our community, you guys included is by learning that kind of stuff. So please, please share that. Mm. Taylor Mathern asks, what's the best advice you have to new that was Taylor would love to know if you're getting married soon. Congratulations. Here's what I've been thinking about. Um, so we have a, uh, almost four month old baby. Who's our second child. It's like sh- the opportunities for Sean and I to connect. I mean, if we get five minutes of a uh, good conversation or if we like hold, have the opportunity to hold hands, which we uh, let me do that right now, by the way, then okay. that's like, that's like, wow, we're connected. Um, and so that's hard and it kind of breeds conflict because we feel disconnected and we're not fully on the same page just cause it's hard to, have the time to, to get on the same page. So realize that even, uh, if you're going through a, a tough patch, I feel like the actions of love can be more powerful than the feelings of love. Mm-hmm. And what a cool opportunity to show how much you love another person by not just, uh, being overwhelmed with the sense of like true or like, you know, by the, by the, the feeling of love, but by showing your commitment how much you love them by doing the acts of love of like for you, whether it's making coffee or taking out the trash or closing the cupboards or whatever it is, like those little things I know make you feel loved. So even if I'm not like, Oh, Sean's the freaking, you know, you're the best. You are the best. Hold on. <laughs> then I can still do those things. And it's a way to show that I love you. So I would also say one of the best pieces, pieces of advice we were given by a couple mm-hmm. on couple things was that Movies and social media paint relationships all wrong. They paint it as this like dramatic dating where you fall in love and it's all sunshine and rainbows. And if it's the one, then you're going to have the best marriage for the rest of your life. And it's going to be all sunshine and rainbows. Mm -hmm. That's not realistic. And that's not marriage. And that's not relationships. Relationships are hard and they're messy 
and you make mistakes and you do things wrong and you go through phases of honeymoon and you go through phases of like, it's hard and you're going to ride the ups and downs of that forever. But it's actually those peaks and valleys within your relationship that make it so awesome and worth it and better. So if you're in a rut, if you're having a hard time, just know it's a phase and you're going to get through it. Wise words, babe. I love you. I love um, you. Okay, we're at 200 likes. Hit the like button on YouTube if, if you get a chance. Also, we're thinking about sending out some Christmas cards to uh, some of you. So if you're interested in the description on YouTube, there is a postable link. It's postable.com forward slash Andrew D. East. Fill out your info and uh, might, might be sending a Christmas card your way. Um, I want to end on this. Couples for good, baby. Couples that make us smile. Um, the headline is a bride who uses a wheelchair surprised her groom by walking down the aisle at their wedding day. Dang. What? Yeah. Think about the work that went behind that. I know. Dude, marriage is the best. Marriage for, is the best. It's the best thing. You can hear it's all the, the self-help, self-motivation, self-improvement books and podcasts on the planet, but marriage is the one type of relationship I'm about to cry. That's the most beautiful picture. Can I, can I pull that up somehow? Yeah, I'll pull that link up. it to you. Um, it's the one relationship where because there's this aspect of deep commitment, you have to, you have to work on yourself. So it's like this really cool fact that marriage has. Those are my deep thoughts for this for uh, today. But, oh, Ashley says a couple of things actually benefited my marriage uh, much more than we'll ever know. Thank you. That's from Ashley Zellers. Mm. And let's see, Emerald Eisman wants to know what we're thankful for today. I'm going to be honest. Andrew and I went to marriage therapy this morning. Just got Not back. because anything's wrong, but we've been, babies are rough transitions. And we were like, you know what? We should start doing this for us. It was actually on our New Year's resolutions resolution last year. And it was amazing. It was amazing. It made me really thankful for you. I feel like anytime you have an opportunity to uh, learn something different or spark curiosity about your partner or yeah. just like empathize with them, then that that's a good thing. Yeah. So whether that's taking an Enneagram test or going to meet with somebody to help you walk through stuff, then that's good. I hope it's okay that I shared that. Well, it's too late now. So <laughs> yeah. It's good. <laughs> um, anyway, um, that's all we have. Thank you for listening. Yes. Sorry about the sniffles, guys. Let us know if you like this format where we kind of address hot topic stuff. Uh, I still am a little shook about the, the eggnog um, being taken off the eggnog the latte. slimy smoothie, <laughs> sour cream smoothie. Uh, but we had fun doing this. We did intend to do more of this. So yeah. maybe we'll start doing more. But we got uh, got a lot of good feedback here. So thank you for joining. Um, if you haven't yet and you made it this far, please subscribe to the show. Give it a rating on whatever platform you're listening on. Uh, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Just drop us a, a rating and some reviews or ideas that you have for us. That would be fantastic. We're thankful for All right, real quick for all of those listening out there. We don't ask for a lot of favors, I don't think, babe, do we? No. But we're going to ask you a favor today, all right? If you're listening to Couple Things Podcasts on Apple Podcasts specifically, will you please do us this short, quick favor? We want to make sure you're staying up to date with our show, and Apple's latest iOS update has paused downloads for many listeners. 
and some of you have expressed our latest episodes aren't being recommended to you on Apple Podcasts anymore. So here's how to make sure you're getting your episode. And again, this is for Apple Podcasts specifically. Open up that podcast app on your iPhone. Search couple things and tap our shows icon. And then in the top right corner, you might see a plus follow symbol. If you do, tap it to resume following the show. If you get a prompt to, quote, turn on automatic downloads, say yes. That way, you'll get all of the episodes. Thank you so much, guys. We're so glad this update was brought to our attention because we want to make sure we're reaching as many of you as we can. Love y'all, and we really appreciate you doing this.